Peace, it's your girl AD. I am one part of Survival Life and you are tuned in to the Survival Life Podcast. Survival Life is dedicated to promoting black self-sufficiency through knowledge and applied skills related to the outdoors, emergency preparedness, primitive survival, and homesteading. We are a tribe of survivors or survivalists who want to empower ourselves by learning techniques such as gardening, fishing, hunting, camping, backpacking, sustainable, minimalistic, or off-grid lifestyles. We also do hiking, herbalism, defense, and so, so much more. Whatever your interest is, this group is meant for learning and trading skills within the community. The ultimate goal of Survival Life is to recreate the self-sufficient communities that our ancestors once thrived in. A community that works collectively to teach, learn, protect, and above all, genuinely really to support each other. Whether you are a beginner like myself or more advanced, we are all here to take our skills to the next level. So chill out, grab whatever it is that relaxes your body and spirit, and let's talk all things outdoors, prepping, survival, and homesteading. Let's do it. Peace, soul survivors. I am so excited for today's episode where my guests are the dynamic women of Black Bottom Gun Club and Malcolm Little Gun Club of the Detroit and Lansing NAGA chapters. But make no mistake, these women are more than just members. They are range safety officers, certified instructors, and organizers of the monthly Ladies Range Day, which allows for beginners all the way up to badass shooters to commune in sistership and friendship and continue to build skills together. On this episode, we chat about our first experiences with guns, how black women with firearms are viewed, and why it's so important as black women to write our own narratives in this space. We also uplift how wonderful and important the support from the men of the club has been to us. It is truly a genuine firearm family affair. You can find this episode on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, and most podcast streaming platforms. So sit back and enjoy as I chat with Lavette, Crystal, Monica, and Jessica. Welcome to The Survival Life. Okay, so today I have with me the ladies of um, various gun clubs. So we have the women of Black Bottom Gun Club here. And we also have um, someone here from Malcolm Little Gun Club. So I'm gonna let the ladies introduce themselves. I'm so excited. This is the first episode for season two of Survival Life, the podcast. And I couldn't think of a better way to just um, put this out there to start this off with the women, the powerful women of these gun clubs. So I'm gonna let you guys have a chance to introduce yourself, tell me who you are, what you're doing in relation to firearms, and then we'll just go from there. So I'll let who wants to kick it off. I'll kick it off. <laughs> sure, so um, Adrian, thank you for having us, first of all. Uh, my name is Jessica. I uh, serve as uh, Black Bottom Gun Club's manager, uh, managing ladies range day events, things like that. Um, I am a uh, NRA certified range safety officer right now and also training to be an instructor. So we're moving right along. <laughs> All right. Yep. Je Jessica keeps us on our toes, making sure we get out there, get our training in uh, monthly. Um, so thank you for joining us, Jessica. 
Yeah. I go next. Um, my name is Crystal Miller, also known as the Arm Lover. Um, I'm a member of Black Bottom, also a member of Malcolm Little Gun Club. Um, I am a newly certified USCCA instructor. Um, thank you, ladies. Um, and um, I'm also head of the women's um, department in Malcolm Little Gun Club, also. And um, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for joining us, Crystal. Appreciate it. All right, Lavette. Howdy, y'all. Thanks, Adrian, for having me. Um, my name is Lavette. Um, I'm a member of Black Bottom Gun Club. Um, also a certified instructor. I'm certified both USCCA and NRA, and I'm also um, NRA certified range safety officer. Thanks for joining us, Lavette. Look, Lavette, if y'all, Shooting next to this sister right here has been a pleasure. Like she be on it. I when I first started, I would be so amazed. Like, oh my god, how many times do I got to come here in order to get on um, Levette's level? Levette, <laughs> you are awesome. Thank you for that. <laughs> and you love it so. And I love that you like teaching all of us, um, our, us newcomers, somewhat newcomers. Thank you. You say though, Adrian. I know I gotta quit saying newcomers, right? <laughs> I'm not a newcomer anymore. Well, thank you, Lavette. And we have Miss Monica. Hello, everyone. My name is Monica Alexander. I'm the founder of Balanced Body Network, a holistic health and wellness company, and I'm the creator of Balanced Body Tactical, which is a nonprofit to teach responsible gun ownership. I am also a proud member of Black Bottom Gun Club where I've met all these amazing ladies and, uh, and, and don't sleep on Adrian either. She, 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 got, she, she got a trigger finger too. So, <laughs> so thank you for having me. Thank you, Monica. Glad you could be here. Yeah, Monica bring all the toys, right? So that's Monica's thing is like, what is she bringing today? Um, all right, like, okay, I know she bringing something for us to play with, but Thank you, ladies. So today we're just gonna talk about the importance of firearm um, defense, safety, not only just for defense, but it is a form of self-care. And that's one of the things that I really like about the um, ladies of Black Bottom Gun Club is that we always lift that up. There is a true genuine sisterhood um, within the group, you know? So it's like even coming in feeling intimidated because it is a very intimidating thing, at least for me it was. Um, you know, even though it's intimidating, you have so much support, you know, coming from the woman. And I genuinely, genuinely appreciate that. So just in talking about that, I'd like to hear about whoever wants to jump in and tell me about maybe the first time you picked up a firearm and shot it. Like, what were you thinking or how did it make you feel your very first time? Mm. I'll go. The first time I shot was for work, um, which was about... 25 years ago or so, you know, which is amazing because I'm only 21. <laughs> Experience. Right. Experience from the womb. Right. <laughs> came out shit. <laughs> but it really, I remember it just really had no effect on me, you know, because there were other like first time shooters around me and they were like really nervous and like the gunfire, um, affected them it just really had no effect on me I just couldn't wait to do it again I'm like oh is that a shotgun can I get that too um, <laughs> just the enthusiast from day one from shot one yeah and just over the years it just it, it got stronger it just got just like almost an obsession where I really just love it it's like therapeutic 
Anybody else feel the same way? Was it um, empowering the first time? Yeah, I was going to say that, like, for me, it was empowering. My first time with um, shooting, I went to the range with um, the president here at Malcolm Little Gun Club. And I had this little pink um, Ruger LCP2, it was a 380. And um, it wasn't my like first choice, but it was like when the pandemic like first kicked off or whatever, and it was what I could find. Mm -hmm. And so I went to the range and um, I shot it that first time. I, I did like a little yell, like, ah! <laughs> but like, but overall, like my body, like I didn't feel like scared or anything, but I did feel empowered. And I was like, you know what? If I can come out here and do this, I know other women can come out here and do this also. Mm -hmm. facts, facts. It does help going with someone um, that's very comfortable. How about mm -hmm. um, Jessica or Monica? How was your first experience? So, you know what? My first experience shooting was empowering, but I, I'm, I was reluctant to share mine because it was in an uncontrolled space. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't with someone that was experienced and or operating safely, to be honest. Um, so it was empowering. I will say that. Um, and it was also empowering because it was amongst people that looked like me and had a, sh a shared experience. Um, as opposed to the next time I shot a firearm, uh, which was in a gun range and, um, it wasn't surrounded by people that had shared experiences. So I was carrying anxiety from being around people that, you know, may not have wanted me there. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so I will say the first time was super, uh, super empowering. It made me want to go back. But the second time when I went to the gun range, it wasn't so good. So. Mm. Oh, the second time it wasn't so good, you said. Right. Oh, mm, interesting. Interesting. How about you, Monica? So the uh, first time I handled a firearm, I was a little girl, you know, the, the typical 4th of July, New Year's Eve kind of a thing. Um, you know, stepdad put a put a shotgun in my hand and held my hands with me and we pulled the trigger. And of course, it scared the bejesus out of me. But it was a part of our family. That's what we did. And um, and then I watched uh, gun violence happen to a close family member. So I left that alone for a long time. And when I joined the military and boot camp and they introduced firearms to us, I completely freaked out. And my entire squadron, my, my entire group, they rallied around me. So when we went to the range, nobody shot. Everybody just sat there with me. And they gave me the, the firearm with nothing in it. Pull the trigger, pull the trigger. Put one round in it, pull the trigger. Everybody cheered. So it was a very empowering thing to uh, to, to get that power back. So yeah, so that's my answer. Wow. Yeah, that, that is interesting hearing everybody's story. Like, and it makes a difference, right? Because if you have a bad first experience, it could just turn you off to ever trying it again. Um, I know there are some women who feel more comfortable with, it, it, men can be intimidating sometimes, right? Like, so sometimes they want to learn amongst other women, but I sit back and I look and I'm like, I'll see sometimes those newcomers and you guys notice because you're all, RSOs or instructors, the shakiness of holding the gun that like you can see it, you could feel it in their body language. I did not have a first good experience when I went to shoot. I went with some guy I had met, him and his friend, didn't really know them well. And we walked in, I want to say it was a place in Taylor. And I remember a white guy in front of us looked around and was like, damn, it's a whole lot of brothers. Damn, it's a whole lot of brothers in here. Wow. And I'm like, y'all didn't hear that? I'm like, nudging. I'm like, dang, I'm with somebody who y'all either not aware of what is going on or you heard it and you didn't say anything. So that was strike number one. We get in there and it was just like, 
no real like talk or say it was just like put it in a hand and you know shoot and I just remember I shot it once and put it down I was like oh that was fun and didn't yeah. touch it again for a while you know and that kind of turned me off for a long time mm -hmm. until I kind of met up with you ladies and then it was like okay I can do this you know so yeah that first time experience is huge mm -hmm. really and sometimes it's, sometimes it's not about necessarily the experience of shooting but what happens when you walk into the gun range how are you greeted are you acknowledged properly those things you know that anxiety can build up from the time you walk to into the facility to when you're ready to shoot yeah, that's that's so true. And like you were saying, uh, Jessica, like just looking around and seeing that those people, did you feel invited being there? You know, right. that's definitely going to turn off your experience if they just kind of like look at you, they don't give you that same attention or whatnot. So also another important reason why joining a, a Black gun club is really so important, really important. So what did you guys' family members think about it? Were they like, oh my goodness, what are you into? Or were they like cheering you on? Did you have any opposition from people or support? Well, my grandmother, she um, is like uh -uh, all the way about it. Like no guns, we don't do that. So I don't even talk about it with her like at all anymore. <laughs> like I just leave her alone. But everybody else is pretty much supportive. My husband, he's very supportive. My children, um, they like it. Um, they I've taken them shooting and taken them to the range, teaching them gun safety. And um, so everyone's pretty much on board besides my grandma. <laughs> My my family was like, girl, have you lost your mind? And then, but <laughs> but now slowly but surely, I'm bringing the entire family in. My nephew is is one of my RSOs, you know, for our for our classes, and I got my sister in there. So now now they're they're coming along slowly but surely. But at first, they were like, oh oh no, we don't we don't do firearms. But now everybody's coming along. Yeah, how about you, Lebet? Or did you just be the, were you the trendsetter? Did you get everybody else on the family on board? I'm saying my family was pretty supportive. I um, a few years ago, before I even heard of Black Bottom or anything, I had a um, we all got together. My family got together. Actually, we were together for a funeral, unfortunately. And so, one of my uncles was talking about the importance of of us like starting our own businesses and, and things of that nature. And so, I remember sitting off to the side with my with one of my aunts. I have about a thousand aunts. Um, one of my aunts and telling her that I wanted to do this and at first she just kind of looked at me like guns really and and I said yeah you know because I really had a heart for you know just for other women because there's so many women who have the same experience Adrian that you talked about and that you talked about Jessica going to the range and I'm the only woman there and I'm the only black person mm -hmm. and just my personality I wasn't really phased I just, I go in there like I own the place. Um, sometimes I'd be treated well, sometimes I wouldn't. Um, either way, I was still me and doing me. So I don't know, I just, I, I, I felt like, um, you know, there, we needed more female instructors mm -hmm. out here, especially those who look like us. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my family was really encouraging and they thought I was a little crazy. They still do a little bit, <laughs> um, but, they're calling me and they're wanting they're wanting to do this because they see the importance of um being able to to protect yourself yeah yeah facts so what are like some negative stereotypes um do you think comes with being a black woman um <laughs> firearm owner 
or are there any? Have you guys? Oh, oh they, 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 they think you angry. They, they think you, you, you hate men. They think you, you know, that you get all of it. It's like, well, why, why do you need that many guns, Monica? I said, well, why do you need that many purses? I mean, what's the difference? It's, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, so you, I don't think I've, I've yet to hear anybody ask a man when, you know, they have their guns on. And this is, I ran into this a couple of times, which being in some of those gun owner um, Facebook groups, I don't know if you guys are in there, but it's such a like a, a minefield of like people's misogyny. <laughs> it's just like it's too much sometimes. And I know like they'll post something with the women, and you know I, I'm sometimes guilty maybe too of like my perception. But I notice when it's a woman with a firearm, the first thing they're like, "Well, why does she have so many?" Or those, you know. Uh, you know, there's always some talk about it, or I hope, you know, that her husband is, you know, at home with her so nobody can come and take them from her. Like, it's just always that type mm -hmm. of thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like Monica said, I definitely um, agree about the whole, like, oh, you must be angry, you know, why, why you have so much, what made you go out, what are you trying to compete with or whatever. Mm -hmm. I like that other race, only with us. Only with us. Yeah. Unfortunately, almost anything we do, we're labeled as angry. But mm -hmm. carrying a gun on top of it, um, you know, because even some men are hesitant because they think as soon as they make mad, I'm going to shoot them. No, mm -hmm. I haven't shot anyone yet to date, and I hope I never have to. Right. The only difference is that if if I have to, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm prepared. I'm I'm confident to do it. I'm not. I don't think there'll be any hesitation on my part if I need to do that. But just because um, I'm angry with you, don't, and I and I shoot guns, don't think that I'm just gonna, you know, don't let me be angry and that I'm out to you. Yeah. 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 Are you, oh, go ahead. I was no, I was just. I agree. I agree with Levette completely. It's it's funny because this is like one guy told me. He says, "Well, you don't need a man. You a whole man all by yourself." I said, "I'm sorry. What? Wow. Right. <laughs> yeah." I said, yeah, don't let this debutante suburban housewife persona fool you. I can definitely take care of myself, but I'm definitely all woman. So, you know, why are you intimidated by the fact that I have firearms? That's their issue. Right. I agree. <laughs> Is that the baby? I'm about to totally fan out right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, maybe we can see him. The background makes it hard to see him. He's feeding still. <laughs> so cute. Look, that's next in line for training. He's going to be ready. Oh, <laughs> so cute. Yeah, so men, so have you guys, has that been a turnoff for, um, Krista, you're married, so I'm pretty sure it's definitely different. But has that been a turnoff for your mate, for um, your significant other, or have they been like willing to get pulled in kind of in, and go on this journey with you? And for me, like my husband, he like I said, he's very supportive of it. He's um, he's not as into it as I am, but you know, he's not against it at all. You know, he's you know, he's not he doesn't want to be an instructor or anything, but he's very supportive of what I'm doing. Yeah. Now you guys all are instructors, right? So are you, uh, Jessica? You're going to become an instructor soon, but yeah. you do RSO and you help a lot of people. Um, do you find that men, um are okay with taking kind of direction from you? Um, or do you sometimes feel like it can be a little bit of a, a kind of like a barrier because you know you are a woman? Or do you feel like they just, they openly receive you in your instruction? 
Well, so I don't do too much of the instructing. I, I leave that to, to the certified folks, but I will say that, you know, the experience of, of hosting Ladies Range Day, we've had a conversation about the way in which uh, men enter our space and, and take up space. We, we want to make sure that this is a, our events are led by women and or non-binary folks, right? Or marginalized genders, I should say. Um, so, you know, we, that, that is something that we regulate at Ladies Range Day. We wanna make sure that the people that are presenting, the people that are instructing, and the people that are in support staff roles are um, of marginalized genders. Mm. Definitely, it's very important, very important. And I will say with Black Bottom Gun Club, I feel like it is a very, at least it seemed like from my point of view, it's been a very open and um, kind um, group to be in, um, community. Um, so that's yeah. definitely, definitely helpful. It makes absolutely. a difference. Yeah. Absolutely. I will say, um, when, whenever I talk to women about Black Bottom Gun Club, I tell them it's a very safe space for women and safe spaces are extremely important to me. It's extremely important for self-care, especially for healing processes. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and I, I love that the way that Jessica runs Ladies Range Day because you feel like, okay, I can drop my shoulders and relax and just be me and it's okay. Um, so it's, it's really cool. So I do love the fact that the men that we have in Black Bottom, I know we're going to say some things about men not being supportive, but I want to definitely make sure that yeah. everybody is fully aware that the men of Black Bottom, they are men. And if you got any questions, mm -hmm. if you're a man or not, come to a Black Bottom event and follow suit to what the majority is doing. Um, mm -hmm. Because the men definitely make me feel strong and safe and cared mm -hmm. for and nurtured like a sister. Um, and so I really appreciate, I want to make sure we get that out there because I don't want yeah. the guys to feel like we just yeah. don't, don't appreciate them. Mm -hmm. And just to piggyback off of that, Monica, I know that some, I've had the experience of being in outside of Black Bottom Gun Club, um, of going to the range and men will want to show you something and they feel like they have to put their hands around your waist or, you know what I mean? Things like, that's not an experience that we have at Black Bottom. I haven't, I want to speak from my experience only. So Anytime that I'm being instructed um, by by a man in the club, they're asking for consent before they, you know, put their hand on your shoulder or move into your space too closely. Like those intricate details literally define the culture of our club. You know uh, what I mean? Yes. Big time, big time. Yes. Yeah, definitely want to piggyback off of that one because mm -hmm. it is like I've yet to ever feel uncomfortable about any of the men in Black Bottom Gun Club. Like there, mm -hmm. and like you said, there's always a, do you mind if I, okay, that's all right, you got this. Now next time, like it's encouraging, but they push you too. They don't let you just sit there and be no punk. They gonna make right. you, you know, like they'll, you know, and Ross, especially, I'm sorry, I hate to name drop, but <laughs> I try not to name drop too much, but all of them, they are gonna push you. So they're not gonna just let you sit up there and okay, I'm gonna shoot, oh, that was cute. I'm gonna shoot again. They're like, uh-uh, I need you to get that spot right there. Uh-uh, I need you to hit that there. Yeah. And they do it in such a um, affirming and like a comfortable way. And I'm so appreciative. Like, honestly, I'm just like, I really enjoy being in the group. It has done wonders for my self-esteem, for my confidence. Um, yeah, so with the men and women. So definitely, yes. like said, Monica, just want to yeah lift that up, that the, the men of the group are amazing. It's a definitely yes. a great place to be. I say, I started coming, you know, coming to the, the ladies' range days just to come shoot. I had no intention or thoughts about joining or anything. I was just coming to shoot with other ladies. Um, 
and they haven't been able to get rid of me. And it's for all the reasons that you all just mentioned. I mean, it's such a safe place. Um, I've learned a lot. I've been encouraged a lot. Um, I've been celebrated. You know, when I do something, they're like, good job, sis. You know, sometimes I won't even say what I did, but someone else will bring it up and, you know, they'll put it out there. And so mm -hmm. I just love how we celebrate each other and we encourage yeah. each other and we teach each other and, you know, and we have fun. I just, I love it. And hold each other accountable because I get some of those messages on Signal weekly. Did you dry fire this week? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It is definitely, definitely been helpful, been a wonderful experience. Um, with that being said, like, what are some of you ladies' goals um, going into the future? Because I know everyone is, you know, it's the new year. Everyone's thinking about, okay, what does this year look like for me and firearms? So what are some of your goals um, going forward? Anybody uh, of them? <laughs> I think I've revealed mine already, but I'm absolutely shooting to become an instructor this year. Um, mm -hmm. I also want to make sure that I'm continuously improving my own skills, setting, setting a good example. And uh, a community work is, is also a goal for me this, this year. I want to make sure that uh, it's so hard with COVID going on, but mm -hmm. we, get, we get into the, computer, I, into the community either virtually or in person if, if allowed. Yeah, those are some good ones. Anybody and else? For me, um, I'm a 16 year active duty veteran. I mentioned being in boot camp. So it's one of my goals is to continue to bring the veteran community um, into responsible gun ownership as a civilian and, and integrate them more um, into, the, into the community because you know veterans, we kind of set off on our side and then female veterans, we're even further pushed out to the side to just pull them in because since Black Bottom is such a, a sweet space to be in, I definitely want to make sure that that relationship gets formed and formulated um, this year. That's really important to me. And then also pick up a, a second certification. I'm certified through the NRA and I'm, I'm looking to get certified through USCCA. And, um, and, a, and actually a third one, I'm sorry, through figure out how to do the NAGA one um, because NAGA created their own certification. Oh, dope, dope, you're gonna be busy. Yeah, nice. I got a few things that I'm Aside from trying to, um, I would, I would love to continue to, to teach other women. I'm not discounting the men though, because some of my male students have, have been awesome. Um, they've been awesome. You asked the question earlier about, you know, how, how we are received by, by male students. Um, pretty good. I've only really had one who, you know, wanted to do things his own way and it didn't end well for him. But, um, so I would like to continue to, <laughs> We tried it, huh? <laughs> and just get more, more and more women confident and comfortable um, with shooting and, and, and firearm um, ownership. I'm sorry, my daughter is not sure. You good. <laughs> That's okay. Um, this is one of the beautiful parts about being a woman. You, you don't just get to just have an interview. You got, you got to do five things. Right. I was saying that. Yeah, over there multitasking. Yes. <laughs> But I would also like to, um, and I wasn't going to say anything about this to anybody, but um, I would like to write a children's book. Oh, Ooh. Ooh. yeah. <laughs> I know a couple of illustrators. Oh, there you go. Because I know a yeah. few. And uh -huh. so 
that's in the works. That's that's in the works. I, they do have children's books um, about gun safety, but not a lot with children that look like our children. Uh huh. Good idea. That that makes a big difference when we can see ourselves represented, and so that's that's one thing that's on the horizon. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Good I, on you, Lovett. And I would also like see. I do too much probably, but I would also like to um, to do more classes beyond the CPL. Um, there is a gap. Many people will get their CPLs, especially these days, these last few months. Huh? They'll get their CPL and still not have an idea what to do with that gun. Yes. So I'm creating a curriculum for like after the CPL, but before like the defensive pistol class, because there is a, there is a gap. There is a gap. Big time. Big time. So there, there's a few things that are on the horizon. I'm always saying I'm going to slow down, but I don't know if I know how. <laughs> Can't help it. That's awesome, Lavette. Adrian, can I can I add one more thing? Because I know we, we talk about responsible gun ownership and we talk about, you know, women specifically. And I know last year I had two women call me and I had to go to the hospital to meet them because, you know, grandpa or uncle uh, was, was in the hospital, possibly passing away. And there was firearms involved. They had, you know, they had firearms on them. So they had to be taken out of the hospital. And one of the important things about teaching us, women who look like us, about responsible gun ownership, even if you never intend on actually carrying a firearm, you still need to know how to handle one. You need to know how to carry one, how to transport one, because you can think that you're just doing a favor by taking it from the hospital to back to the house and giving it to grandma. But if you get pulled over and you don't have that firearm stored properly in your car, that's a, that you can get in a lot of trouble with the police and then you have legal ramifications. So taking the classes, coming out to Ladies Range Day, being a part of the firearm community is more than just about having, you know, having steel on your hip. Um, it, it has a lot, cause we have a lot of responsibilities. I'm just thinking about Lynette right now with the baby and talking to her daughter and, you know, I got my stuff going on here. We all do, we have multiple things. So being a part of that community can help bridge some other gaps for you. Um, and so even if you're not, you're anti-gun or just not real comfortable with them, that's okay. But there's other things that you have to learn or need to learn because of all the roles and responsibilities that we have as women. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Facts. Mm -hmm. Real. Crystal? Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, um, some of my goals that I have are to um, launch a successful firearms training company, just myself right now. <laughs> and um, want to bring more to the women's department and Malcolm Little Gun Club. I love what Jessica is doing down there in Black Bottom. I really admire her so much and what she's doing down there. So I would like to bring more of that to um, Malcolm Little Gun Club and to the um, community here in Lansing. And um, just train, train myself and um, get more education and take more classes to improve on my um, teaching methods also. Always. Yeah, those are all some good ones. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I know for me, I'm same thing. I think just consistently training. So I had a goal to do like twice a month training, but then that ammo situation hit and the price of ammo hit. And I'm like, because uh, before I would just buy ammo and just be like, I, after about 30 minutes, my arms get like tired. I'm over it. I don't know how y'all can just consistently keep going, keep going. I'm not there yet, but I was just shooting like, oh, I got a couple more. I'm just shoot them off. Now I'm just like every 
bullet matters. Like I refuse to just like shoot just to shoot. It's like, I got a purpose. I'm trying to aim somewhere. I'm trying to get better. But my goal is to be more consistent. And that's the, um, the many things that I like about the ladies um, range day is that, you know, you're going to get there once a month, you know, you're going to have a good time with it. And you know, you get a chance to experience some different types of firearms. Um, so I definitely want to keep with the training. And I keep hearing in my voice, I don't know if you guys sat in on that Ross training about competitive shooting. Even though I'm nowhere near competitive shooting, he kept saying, uh, why won't, why, why not? Like, why y'all not going to get out there and do it? As long as you do the safety part, who cares if you don't hit nothing? It's the experience of it. And he yeah. talks about, I mean, because we look at him and we're like, man, we're trying to get to that level. Like, you know, that's like our our kind of shining star that we like, if we can just get on that trajectory to get where he's at. And he always talks about his first time um, competitive shooting. And he said it when it was bad. I just, I remember the story. He said, it did not go the way I planned. And, but he still kept going. So that's one of my goals is maybe to start. I don't want to say maybe. I want to keep getting the training and eventually do the competitive part just to get over the fear of it, you know, because I'm still... I'm still a little bit nervous. I won't lie. Like now I see like the transitions. I used to get mm -hmm. to the firearm and I'm like, I would be the last one to do the first shot. Cause I'm just like, okay, Adrian, come on, you know? And then now I get in there and I do it and I can clear a jam now. Like it's some little things that make you feel like, dang, okay, I'm getting somewhere, you know, looking mm -hmm. at your target and being like, oh man, I, you know, the drill of the month, I was able to get you know within vicinity of what they asking for so i just want to keep with the training with you ladies and just keep honing in on my skills take some more classes push myself a little more that's the goal yeah. just so when you when you first start shooting it's hard to see like the pathway of improvement i remember when i first started shooting and i literally was barely hitting the paper <laughs> and it, it's kind of hard to imagine yourself with tight groupings and being able to draw from a holster uh, smoothly and, you know, all of those fundamental drills that, that we work on. Um, but having the example, you know, Levette was one of my examples to be like, oh, okay, maybe I can do this. Right. <laughs> um, having that example and having that, that leadership within our club is phenomenal. It really is. Like there's just a plethora, like, you can just turn to pretty much anybody and they're going to help you get along that way. You know, I, yeah. I went to the, the club president, Chad King, and like he did a lot of my one-on-one -on -one training. I did my CPL through him. And it was just like, I could see like, oh my God, I'm getting somewhere. I'm getting somewhere. Yeah. I'm trying to play it cool. Like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I do a little something, something, but I can see, like you said, they, I didn't know what the pathway was. And then he would say, okay, well, this is what a pathway would look like. This is where you start off. And then he gave me all these kind of like measurable type of things. Then you got a proficiency test, you know, the marksman test. And then like, but here are things you need to do to get along that way. But I think uh, Monica, you brought up a really super good point. Of there's so much more involved than that one day CPL course, people take it. And Levette, you said the same thing. You take that course, mm -hmm. And you don't see those people anymore after that. Or they ran out and they got a gun because the climate, everything was going on. But then it just, it's scary. And I know when I got my firearm, there was a sister that was in there. And I, like to this day, I'm so fearful for her and her situation because um, it, like she was, just, she had no training. She did an online 
CPL course. And I thought, oh, okay, when do you, when do you do the range? And she was like, no, I didn't do the range. And I'm thinking, oh my God, how are the, how is that going to work? And who let you do that? You know? And then it's like, but now you're getting a firearm to protect yourself. You need to protect yourself from yourself. It sounds like, like you might be going to be the biggest disadvantage is your own self. Like, do you know about the transporting? I didn't know till somebody told me, Hey, make sure that ammo ain't in the bag with your firearm, like separate those out. Right. EPL, you know, like carrying, you know, it's just all those little things that instead of trying to figure out all of it on your own, it's good to have the support of other people helping you out with that. Yeah, that's, that's something that I would absolutely like to lift up for folks that are moving towards uh, becoming CPL holders or just looking for more training in general. Please, please, please research your instructors. Please. You know what I mean? There's so much uh, space available within that instructor certification, you can be, you, you can be the bare minimum instructor and get the CPL instructor certification, or you can be an amazing instructor, right? So we just want to make sure that we research the people that are doing the class, ask for inf more information about their class. Mm -hmm. those, those are things, small details that we can gather before we move forward with giving them our money. So mm -hmm. true. So true. Very, especially now since everybody, I, I won't say everybody, but there's a lot of people that I feel like are trying to capitalize off of it as a business, as opposed to it's an empowerment type of thing. Like mm -hmm. I want to help people be able to safely and correctly know how to use a firearm mm -hmm. as opposed to, oh, they like counting up if I do 10 people mm -hmm. and something like, you know what I mean? Like, so mm -hmm. um, yep. it's very important, like you said, to have know who is your instructor, you know? Um, and for me, it was always important to make sure my person was tied to some community. Like I see that they are, how they operate out in the community, how they're respected, how they're, you know, looked towards, are they knowledgeable about the laws? Not to say they need to be a lawyer by any means, but just some simple, like them telling me, no, nah, you can't do that. Like, no, right. don't do that. You know, that's important. Yeah. Anything else that you ladies? So we got some training that's going on, which I'm already know we're going to keep each other accountable. So we're going to have to list them out somewhere so nobody falls short. But what else are you looking forward to? I know I'm looking forward to getting outdoors with you ladies again. Um, some century, maybe a field day, like a full day. We'll have somebody come out and barbecue. Hopefully, you know, the Rona will be gone by that time. I, don't, I know it ain't going to be gone, but maybe to be safer. And we can, you know, be amongst each other and play with, um, I don't know the names of y'all little friends. Um, <laughs> I just know y'all tried to steal somebody's a dream. We took somebody's firearm and tried to rename it. <laughs> yeah, we we, we we borrowed we borrowed Michelle and uh and and, uh, Leon. <laughs> and, and we yeah Leon's Leon's Michelle and 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 tried to rename it to Idris because we all exactly. fell in love with it. <laughs> <laughs> they tried hard. I felt I kept looking at him. I was like, oh, he looked like he worried that they might actually uh, take this gun from him. <laughs> they should know how we are. Yeah. <laughs> pulled, out, pulled out all those, all his toys and uh... <laughs> so he next... wasn't going to play with them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, uh, next, uh, next summer, I am absolutely looking forward to doing a collaborative uh, Ladies Range Day between Malcolm Little, Black mm -hmm. Bottom, the Grand Rapids chapter, and the Flint chapter as well. So hopefully, I just think it would be amazing to see all of us together. That That's powerful. Hopefully at an outdoor range so we can move and shoot. And I think that'll be a great, uh, great time. 
That will be nice. That I like that. What's the other two? So you said there's one in Grand Rapids and there's one in where, Flint? There's one in Grand Rapids and Flint, and I'm at a loss for their Bedrock Gun Club, and then Grand Rapids. Anybody know the Grand Rapids chapter off the top of their head? Denmark Vesey. Denmark Vesey. Thank you. Denmark Vesey and Bedrock um, Gun Club. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we like we well represented here in Michigan, which is mm -hmm. good. And I know Ross always says it's Michigan is a, a very um I don't know what's the right word to put it, not gun friendly, but it's we gun shoot around here. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's the best way to say it. we shoot around here. Um yeah, so Ben, you said it's always a good place here in Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, take advantage of that. So um, definitely know that we're doing that right now um, as a group. And yes, I think that's an amazing idea to get everybody together. We get to meet other women from different clubs and continue to build that community. Yeah. And also, if I, if I may lift up, I just wanted to, a lot of people seem to attribute Ladies Range Day to, to me. It would be nothing without the instructors in this club. So Lavette, Crystal, Monica, Lisa, um, Cheryl is an instructor as well. We have a lot of um, instructors in our club and Ladies Range Day would be nothing without those people. So just want to put that out on the tape. Okay. <laughs> and that's why I like this group. Like nobody try to take the shine. Like if somebody, it's always like, if you say thank you such and such for what you do, that person will be like, oh, thank but you know who I got to thank is, you know, everybody else. It really is a wonderful community. I really cannot say that enough. And it's a wonderful community amongst, in my opinion, gun community can be very, very like aggressive. Um, it can be very know-it-all, um, but yeah. I have yet to feel that from anyone um, in our group. So, and Crystal, I'm definitely looking forward to shooting with you. Um, so like doing, especially for 2021, when that weather gets even semi-warm, y'all, we got to get out there yeah. and do it. So absolutely, yeah. So what impact do you guys are looking to have? I think you kind of talked about it already, but either as um, guns blazing or um, what is it? Balanced body network. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then Krista with what you're doing and Jessica with what you're doing, like what impact are you looking to leave? I'll answer that one. I'll go for it. I would just, my goal also, in addition to, you know, teaching and helping as many people as I can and learning as much as I can, but my goal is also to change the way we are viewed um, as women, as Black women, as Black people, and Black gun owners. Um, many times when something is in your face all the time, you become desensitized to it. Well, mm -hmm. society is not desensitized to us. They're not used to us carrying guns. And so they still look at us, like Monica said, as angry. They look at us as um, menaces or like we're out to, to do something that no one else is, is doing. This is this a sport. We, is this something we love to do? And so my goal is for the rest of the world to just see us like everybody else. Leave us alone. Just let us do our thing mm -hmm. and leave it at that. But that that is my goal for, for us to be viewed in a, in a positive manner. Um, as opposed to a negative manner all the time. Love it. That's so, so important, you know, and I, one thing I meant to mention earlier about just kind of the, how people view Black women and guns when I asked, um, mentioned about that. I think sometimes there's a tend to, 
and it's it can not be bad in some ways, but it's bad in the way that I've seen it. I don't know if you guys have seen a lot of images with women in firearms, but it's always some super sexual, like they got on a bikini and they're carrying. And I'm like, well, where the man with this, you know, with no, right. drawers, you know, with just some drawers on with a gun, like posing <laughs> with exactly. a shotgun and a thong. Where he at? Yeah, where he at? <laughs> You know, so it's just like they. It's you know, the guys of Black Bottom right now are like, Lord, please don't ask us to do that. I <laughs> <laughs> like you said about just having that image, you know, like getting out that angry, as Monica's saying, like, oh, you must be an angry Black woman. Or, you don't need nobody because you just out there doing all this on your own. You know, that type of thing is so much, so much beyond that, beyond that. So wonderful. What about anybody else got any? What impacts are you looking to leave um, in doing what you're doing? I, I would love to see the stigmatism definitely go away. Everything that LaVette said without taking anything away. Mm -hmm. um, and I would like to see the stigmatism go away because people say, oh, well, I don't want to have firearms in my home because I got small children. And I asked them, I said, has your five-year-old ever grabbed your butcher knife to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? No. Why? Because you taught them to use this versus that. So we have this, this, it's a fear because somebody can lose their life, which is legitimate. I'm not trying to take that away, but we have this fear, this, this unrealistic fear of if I have a gun in the house or if I have any type of weapon in the house, um, all these horrible things are going to happen. And it's like, but I've never seen a five-year-old grab a butcher knife to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And the butcher knives are literally six inches away from the butter knives. Easily so, accessible, right. Yeah, easily accessible. So, and it, again, my 16 years in the military, you know, you're watching four-year-old boys of other nationalities and other races up in the tree whittling away with a little knife and they they got their own little, little gun to shoot the little squirrels or whatever. Um, but we don't want our kids to have access. We don't want our families to have access until after something horrible has happened or until we get to this part where we are right now in the social climate that we're in and we're not prepared. It's not part of our rote memory. It's not part of our everyday. We know how to lace up our J's. We know how to get stains out of our J's. We know how to you know, breast, press our pants, do all these different things, but we have no fundamental knowledge of responsible gun ownership. It's foreign to us and that is insane. You know, um, and so that's one of the things that I would like to see coming forward that it becomes normalized. It's it's like it's like the butcher knife sitting six inches from the butter knife. Um, it's just something that's in the house, but you don't mess with it until you have to mess with it. The other thing is, is for um, teaching people how to have diplomacy, how to use other things instead of going from zero to 60 when they're upset about stuff teaching people how to go back and use their words because one of the things that when we have our training classes, you know, they always talk about, you know, nonviolent posture. Hey, I'm backing up, I'm backing up. Um, and, and using your words or thinking through a process to get yourself out of a bad situation. I know when I'm carrying my firearm on me, when something is starting to happen, I step to the side of the fan and go ahead and leave long before something comes up where I have to respond in that way. So I think it's a, it becomes a tool that you can use to help you through a process, you know, so. So true, so true. I think it's up to us to change the narrative or the way we're viewed. Um, we've yes. been so many years, we've been taught for generations that we shouldn't carry, that we shouldn't own, that we shouldn't mm -hmm. ourselves. And so I think it's more impactful coming from us if we tell each other, mm -hmm. if we're telling other folks who look like us, hey, yo, it's okay. Uh -huh. It's okay to have 10 guns if you want. Um, mm -hmm. 
there's nothing wrong with it. We are, we're probably the only ones who, who don't, the only race who don't. So it's more important, I think, if it comes from us, from within. I think that's everyone on this, pan on this panel, that's our goal. Mm -hmm. sure. You want to go, Crystal, or you want me to go? I disagree with everything that um, Monica and um, Levette already said, you know, I mean, it's not many much, not much for more or less for me to say, you know, I mean, I agree with what they both say, you know, I want to empower other women, and especially black women, you know, um, we need to normalize this, you know, our children should be out there training as well. And, um, you know, becoming responsible firearm owners, you know, let's have all this stuff embedded in our brains, have this muscle memory. Let's, let's get this going in our communities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my, the, the impact that I'm focused on for 2021 is creating, is continue, continuing to create the culture of inclusivity. Um, I want to make sure that some of those identities and uh, attractions that are less visible in the Black community, uh, specifically folks of trans experience and queer folk are uplifted and feel included, right? Because sometimes, and, and this is straight up a call out for our program for Ladies Range Day. Sometimes there are people that don't necessarily feel like they are included in the name Ladies Range Day. Mm -hmm. um, so we wanna make sure that, that everybody feels like this is a space for them and um, yeah, create, create inclusivity in all things. All of us or none of us, period. Yeah, uh, great point, Jessica. Because if you, if we as women already feel a little bit sometimes like, oh, if this is this right. a place for me, imagine mm -hmm. someone else who's already feeling like marginalized or like they don't ever get right. considered. And I remember it sometimes because, and I have to like try to see things through a different lens, but it can be hard sometimes. Jessica, you posted one day about Ladies Range Day when it was back when it was open for anybody to come and you were specific about who was more than welcome to come. And I remember someone commenting was like, thank you so much. You were the first person who I've ever heard. I don't know if you remember this. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that post. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like that's so important, you know, and I, you know, so I just thank you for what you do for that. Um, you know, we have to continue to think about making sure everyone is included in this because everybody's life is important. Everybody needs to have those um, fundamentals and need to build that confidence. And it's such a, again, like I said, it, it, thank God it's not with our organizations, but it can feel like a minefield to kind of right. navigate through. Right, so I will. I will add in whoever sees this video, commit to memory our faces. We are friendly. If you are a human being with a heartbeat and you say, hey, I want to learn, I want to listen, I want to come and participate, even if you are a guy, because we've had a couple of men show up to Ladies Range Day. They brought their daughters with them, but they still show up to Ladies Range Day and we made them feel included. Mm -hmm. um, so if you are a lady or female or non-binary or just you, you have a heartbeat and you feel like, I don't know where my space is, look at these faces on this panel. You, you're, where you belong is standing next to one of us or all of us. So just, just know that, um, that you are definitely welcome. So agree with that. So agree with that. And you're going to have fun. Like you are going to have fun. I've yet to go through a dull ladies range day or just even not even just beyond the ladies range day, whether it be them being in training in from Body by O and Tasha from Texas, when they come down and just bring the heat to Detroit, like it's always like, it's always a great experience. And yeah. Jessica, y'all know, I think me and you was in that first class together with Body by O about two years ago. 
Yeah, Lavette was in there too. Levette, you, were, you were Lavette, that's right. Cause I was like, thank God I was next to, I might've been next to you, stood next to you the whole time. Cause I'm like, I'm about to just do whatever Lavette doing. <laughs> hey, look, it was funny. I thank God I got a sense of humor. Oh, it's crazy. Okay. Just make sure you got knee pads. Cause you're doing pushups. You're doing pushups. You're doing squats. You might as well go and get it together. Put some gloves on. This part of your hand going to be raw. Cause it's going to be in that gravel. Just bring your knee, just put knee pads on. All right. <laughs> yep. If whoever's watching, make sure y'all check out Body Bio Tactical and, and the Tactical Social Worker because they will work you. Yes. <laughs> I, I'll make sure I add them to the notes section. So if anybody's looking um, to get that additional tactical training, but yeah, they, man, after that day, I was so, I think Ooh. I took a bath and went to bed and didn't wake. Like, I was like, I'm, and y'all did the two classes. So that other class, like you were saying, Monica, with the, Getting on your knees and push ups. Push ups. Mm -hmm. But I say this too because I forgot who who touched on this earlier. There's just a difference. I think it was you, Jessica. There's a difference when you're shooting with people who look like you. That's it's mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. That was probably my my first experience um, shooting with just us. Right. And, Everyone was relaxed and, you know, you didn't have to watch what you said. I don't know. I don't think old called me by my name at all that day. He called uh, Anime. Anime. <laughs> uh, Florida. All of them. But Those was, inside cultural jokes. I love it. I do too. I do too. <laughs> it was so fun. And I mean, and it was just, but we learned a lot. It was, it was, just, it was just that. It was a camaraderie. It was a family. It was just, it was just all of that. And that's, that's the draw. That's the draw mm -hmm. that kept me coming back. For sure. And, and don't let me, don't let me scare you talking about doing push-ups because um, I used to be able to do them when I was in service, but I've been out for a long time and I just couldn't. And when I went to go drop down, do that first push-up, and then I got to the bottom and completely fell down. Oh, looked at me. He was like, oh, you got to fix that. So, <laughs> so I've been working on that to get these push-ups back together. So don't, don't worry about it. If you can't do it, there's alternative things that you can do. But, but even in, it's done in love, even when you can't succeed at doing something. Yeah, right. It, it made it a, a good, well, I was just sitting back watching the first year everybody else go through the, the mayhem. And I was thinking, let me make sure I don't sign up for this class next year. But I'll be ready for him for next year uh, or for this year. Hopefully, you know, if he come back through here, that'll be dope. So we got to train up before he get here because I ain't trying to look like no punk. Right. <laughs> got to get the knee pads, you say, LeVette? The good, yeah, the good ones. <laughs> Any other parting words or is there anything you want to talk about about your business or about anything with the gun club, Crystal, that um, you guys think is important to leave people with? I definitely hope if you guys are okay that we can do maybe a part two, maybe kind of later on in the year to see, okay, what new things have we done? How did we push ourselves? Um, again, holding each other lovingly um, and accountable. Um, type of fashion. So is there anything that I that we did not touch on that you think it is so important um, for people to hear? I would just say if this is someone's first time, like, you know, hearing about firearms in this manner, um, just go out and get some training. Um, you know, find one of us if you're in the Michigan area um, or whatever area you're in, find a um, certified instructor and get some good training going. And um, don't stop training. Continue to train throughout your journey. Yeah that never stop training you know even us us as instructors always trying to mm -hmm. learn always trying to learn something 
mm-hmm. always talking to somebody like, yo, I'm coming to your class and I'm going to mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, I would also say, um, you know, learn some history, mm-hmm. learn some history about um, black gun ownership and, um, you know, just our history behind it. It's, we, we've been criminalized throughout the years, but our ancestors carried and, um, and I think if you, if you dig into the, into the, uh, the history of it. Yeah, you know, no, I- yeah good point I agree um there is a a definitely a deep history with um black people and firearm um ownership from just how we've been deprived um how we still fight to have the same two-way rights and Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a lot there it's um a lot of information but and that's another good thing is that there's always this history lesson that you can learn um within the club they do a good job of uplifting people and um, different events that have happened that has formed and shaped um, views and um, laws with firearms related to Black people. So definitely. Anything else, um, Jessica or Monica, that's important to add before we go? I'll go so so Jessica can have the last word. Um, (laughs) I will definitely say go, if you're not in Michigan, whatever state you're in, go to your state's website, search the laws, know what the laws are, read the laws. If you have questions, talk to a second amendment lawyer. Um, Most people will, they'll do a little free 10, 15 minute Q&A. Just keep it general. Don't get down into the weeds of the story, but learn for yourself what the laws are. Don't just accept what anyone tells you, because anything about dealing with firearms, there is something written about it. There's an ordinance, there's a law, there's an expectation, there's a ruling. Mm. So you must educate yourself when it comes to this. It's, it's, it's extremely important. And I definitely agree with, with the other ladies. Yeah, you have to continue your education and, um, and, and take classes because none of us stop. Uh, we, we go backwards sometimes because sometimes we forget some things and go, oh, wow, fundamentally, I, I, I messed that up. So you're never too, you never get too big to, to continue to learn. And you just keep expanding your horizon and you keep pulling people in um, in, in, the, in the process of, of responsible gun ownership. It's a, it's a journey. It's definitely not a destination. And I will say specifically, ladies, when you get your CPL and you put that firearm in your shoulder bag or, in, or on your body, you must practice with it daily. You must use it. You must go to the range and actually fire it. You must put a hollow point round through it. That's very different than a full metal jacket. It feels different when you pull that trigger. Mm. So it's important because I've been a sexual assault and domestic violence advocate and I've gone and we've had to put you know cloths over people's bodies and they have firearms in them that never left the holster. So mm. just having it, is not a Willy Wonka ticket. It has to be part of you. You have to be comfortable with it. Don't let your guy or your girl tell you what kind of firearm you should be using or have. Don't let a store clerk tell you because they may sell you something that doesn't work. They always wanna put teeny tiny guns in women's hands. I got big hands. My ring finger is a size 10 for my future husband who's listening. I got big (laughs) hands. You cannot put a tiny gun in my hands. It gets lost. It doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So figure out what works for you. That's what's important. The best gun is the best gun that works for you. Unless it's a high point, but we're not buying those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to hey. one day I'm gonna learn about this. Y'all, they be dogging high points. I'm like, why are they still making them if people are dogging them? I said I was gonna to stop dogging them because I've never shot one. <laughs> nice. nice. I was gonna say um, 
the marketing. Don't fall for all the pink cute guns. That's the marketing mm-hmm. play right now. Yeah. Don't do it. Get a good gun. Get mm-hmm. a good gun, y'all. A reputable. Yes. That's my yeah. pick. Sorry. I, I feel you, right? They try to pink it up because it looks like up, and they, Yes. And they yes. want to sell us a $300 gun yes. that you may you may be able to spend $301 and get a gun that's 150% better. Than, mm-hmm. than than the one than the than the one you have. So, if you don't have the money for it, I mean, your gun budget is your gun budget. I'm not trying to get into mm-hmm. your gun budget, but um, but look at things and figure it out. Thank just you. yeah, don't go cheap. Just like you wouldn't go cheap on no shoes, don't go cheap on the gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and trusting trusting community. This is what we're here for. If you need some type of advice or you know shared experience, we're here. So. And we like to shoot. We just, any excuse to go to the range. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go? Let's go. I'll tell okay. you. Like right. Adrian, you were saying, because price of ammo, I was trying to figure out New Year's Eve. I counted off a couple car payments and some car insurance. I was like, where do people get this money from? And can I get your, can I get your ammo budget? Um, but, you know, go to the range. Okay, I'm going to shoot 12 rounds. I'm just going to shoot 12. I'm going to hit these three, these three, these three, and these three. And then I'm out, you know, because I've been dry firing at the house, you know, so. Um, so I'm with you, Adrian, on, on saving the ammo. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm looking forward to getting with you guys. I enjoy it. Like, I sit back and watch y'all be dancing. Like, I think Jessica last time was just, like, straight up dancing at the, right? Yeah, I'm like, it made me so excited, you know, and I'm starting to feel that enthusiasm more and more as I get more comfortable. Um, and Jessica, did you want to add something before we close out? Yeah, so just real quick, real quick, y'all, um, just to piggyback off of everything that they said, which was facts and true, um, firearms, practicing firearms is a perishable skill, so we want to make sure we are replenishing it as often as your budget and your time allows, um, and Ladies Range Day, we meet every fourth Saturday of the month. Currently, it's closed to, to, to members only just because we want to take precautions for COVID and things like that, but um, yeah, we're here. F- feel free to reach out to us on Facebook, Black Bottom Gun Club, and or Instagram, Black Bottom Gun, Gun Club. Um, and we hope to see y'all out in the range. Definitely, definitely. Well, I'm looking forward to having, a, like I said, a follow-up. But for today, thank you so much. I feel like there was so much information dropped. I've yet to see anyone really lift up Black women in firearms and let them tell from their side of things, their perspective. So this has been so amazing. I'm excited, looking forward to doing more work with um, everyone and definitely looking forward to, let's see, we got January. I'm pretty sure I'll see everybody um, at Ladies Range Day in January, if not sooner. Cause I think we even talked about adding in an extra, uh, what is it, the Ladies Range Day at one of the new firearm um, places, the new ranges that opened up. Um, so as it starts to get warmer, I'm pretty sure we'll be out more and amongst each other. But thank you, ladies. This has been wonderful. Looking forward to a part two with everyone. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Wonderful. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Survival Life. We hope that you enjoyed today's conversation. We hope that there was something that you learned from it and that it provoked some thoughts. Additionally, if there is something we didn't get a chance to mention that you think would be important for the prepper community, we'd love to hear from you. If there is a guest or any future topics that you want to hear Survival Life tackle, uh, just hit us up. We're pretty easy to get a hold of. You can always reach us by going to Instagram. You can hit us in the DMs. That's at Survival Life. 
or you can visit us at www.soulvivallife.com. Hit that contact us tab, leave a message, let us know what you would like to hear from us going forward. Hey, drop some words of encouragement. We can use that. It's, it's never easy, you know, when you're doing something and you're new to it or you've been doing it for a while, but you're putting yourself out there to try to share the information. As always, we believe in enjoying this journey. Um, we want to have fun while we learn, but we do take it serious. So again, we love to hear your feedback and comments. Uh, yeah, so until next time, uh, talk to you guys later. Peace. <laughs>